We'll actually look at a couple of verses still in, um, in chapter 13. <laughs> Thanks for being here in prayer meeting tonight. Uh, seems like, uh, you know, we've, we've been having pretty good... Pretty good turnout in prayer meeting. It is important. So, what's going on with this thing? Um, thank you for being here tonight, and uh, Lord bless you for it. Well, all right. So uh, we're looking at, at uh, Samson here in the book of Judges. What, are, what an interesting narrative. Um, it says in verse 24, we know that the angel forecasted the birth of, uh, of, of Samson. And uh, verse 24, the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. Um, it means ray of light or one upon whom the sun shines. <clears throat> and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. What a wonderful thing um, to see the hand of God in a child's life. And, um, you know, God loves children. Uh, children are actually called a blessing. Uh, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward, the Bible says. Children are a blessing. Children are not an inconvenient uh, or an inconvenience or a a uh, a blot. They're they're a blessing. And the Lord blessed this child. And then it doesn't say it at what age, but it says, "And the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtel." And we know that it was because of this, him being separated unto God especially and having the spirit of the Lord come upon him and move through him. Uh, that's, that was the reason for, um, for Samson's strength, right? That's borne out in the scriptures. You know, a lot of times in the uh, depictions of Samson, I mean, you know, he looks like, Atlas or something, you know, like this, this huge hulk of a man, um, you know, all muscle-bound and uh, like a professional bodybuilder or something. But I don't, I don't see that that would have been the case because there was the, these, these questions, you know, they wanted to know where he got his strength. So it seems as though that he wasn't one that they looked at and said, well, it's obvious where he gets his strength from. I mean, we just need to take his, you know, his, his uh, weightlifting equipment away from him and his, his uh, protein powder, and then, you know, then we'll be, then we'll be able to take him. Um, it, it wasn't that, was it? All right? But they, they, later we can see that they, they, were, they were trying to figure out what the source of his strength was, right? And uh, so we, we can see here that it was, it says that the spear of the Lord came upon him. And <coughs> we said, you know, that Samson, 
I think all of us would agree he was a very gifted young man. He was a gifted man. Uh, one upon whom the sun was shining, you know. Very uh, full of potential. Uh, full of potential. But, you know, as Christians, we, we, we're, we're told very clearly that ultimately our flesh profiteth what? Nothing. As Christians, just about the most important thing that could be said of us as Christians. Are you with me? This, this is really important. Is that we, we be led by the Spirit of God. That we recognize that we're indwelt by the Spirit of God and that we we led by the Spirit of God. Um, that's a powerful Christian. Because the Spirit of God, you know, that's what brings about Christ-likeness. And everything about Christ is that which will bring true influence and power um, in our life. The flesh, the flesh tends to damage and kill things, you know, um, where the Spirit of God brings life. It brings life. And so <clears throat> it says in verse 14, though, and Samson, and so the, evidently, you know, it kind of skips forward to the age where he is, you know, realizing that he's attracted to, to, uh, to a beautiful woman. And Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And, and so he, he's, uh, he's looking, he's liking what he's seeing. And it's a problem because, you know, in, in that day, much to, to, in the same vein that the Bible talks about in the New Testament, about not being unequally yoked, it would be the same here as well because you had one, you had one people who was, you know, their, 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 their existence was, you know, being Godward oriented, right? And that's what was promoted. And then you had the Philistines or just idolaters, um, and so you had one who would be being brought up to fear the Lord, and you had another who was from a culture that would have no regard for, for, for Yahweh, for, for Elohim. Um, and so that, that, that's, that's a red flag. Um, so many times, you know, and uh, people are experts at justifying what they want to do, right? It's amazing what people can come up with justifications for. You and I as well, you know? And uh, there's so many times where wise counsel would want to interject in a situation and say, you know, that's not a good idea. Um, it's not, you know, maybe it's not a good... God's context or timing, or it's just, it's, it's, not, it's not a good idea because, you know, you say that you're a Christian and they're not. Um, you know, the Bible says that being unequally yoked, it's, it's a hard way to go. I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not pulling in the same direction in the yoke. Something's going to have to give there, right? 
And so many tragic situations have come out of not just not heeding the Lord in that regard. And of course, you know, there's always, um, and God's very gracious. It does happen sometimes. It does happen sometimes that, you know, a Christian will yoke up, as it were, with an unbeliever, and, and, and the unbeliever does come to the Lord. It does happen. God's gracious. It's kind of an exception to the rule, though. I mean, and it's not, it's not a good justification for, for, obeying, for disobeying God, you know. A clear directive from God, don't be, don't be unequally yoked, right? So he goes down and he sees of the daughters of the Philistines. And, uh, and he came up and, and told his father and his mother. And he said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Um, he liked what he saw. And it gave, you know, made, it made him uh, feel good to think that he could have her. And so he didn't seek any counsel from his parents. He just went and, you know, pretty much demanded they get, get her uh, for him, right? So I'm not totally sure what Samson's upbringing was, but it doesn't seem like he was really honoring his parents here. And there is a special blessing for you know, for honoring your parents, no matter what age you are, and, and especially probably, you know, when it comes to just matters, hey, look, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm parenting adults now, right? Um, and I'm not going to play God in my son's lives, you know, when they're, I mean, I have a 27-year-old now who isn't married, um, you know, but he, he, we just went out this week, and he's, he respectfully seeks counsel from me still. Um, and I appreciate that, you know, that he gives me that avenue, right? He gives me, he, he, he extends that avenue to me. He doesn't probably have to at this point, but before the Lord, I think he feels like he, he needs to and he wants to. And, uh, and that does make things a lot more joyful, even at this point. But, uh, that wasn't the case here. And, you know, I mean, you've heard the saying, how could something that feels so good, you know, be wrong? <laughs> I think that kind of became the motto of Samson's life for, for an extended period of time here. Let me ask you this, uh, because you know the story a little bit, so I can, I can cheat ahead a little bit with you, with you, with this crowd uh, to a certain degree. What, what would you say characterized Samson's relationships? What characterized Samson's relationships? Think of the relationships he had with, with women. Think of the relationships he had with, with other people. Do you see, do you see some, some characteristics to his relationships that would stand out to you? Or maybe a lack of something? <laughs> Say it if you're thinking of something. Bob? Lack of he had a lack of self-control, it seems, certainly came through. But that was on his part, right? What about in the, the dynamics of the relationships that he involved, he involved himself in? Sandra? Okay, okay. Um, evidently, I mean, he, it doesn't say anything about that. He, it just says when he saw her. So it was all based upon, you know, 
just uh, a physical attraction at this point. Um, if that's the case, if, if, if a relationship, if that's the premise of a relationship, what do you think, what, what type, what, what that, might that breed in a relationship ultimately? Okay, yeah. I think, uh, I think we see some of that in Samson for sure. Some pride, arrogance. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Seems like it for sure. What does that do to a relationship? Okay. Like if, if, if you were to be in a relationship with a person who was like that, what might that do it with, in your heart towards them? D? Right, okay, okay. So if someone, if someone is just like, uh, you know, they're just pursuing their own self-interests and... Any other thoughts there? Okay, it could breed resentment. In what way? All right, yeah, Sandra? Yeah. I think, uh, I think there may have been some of that root of bitterness in Samson's life. Uh, it says that, that bitterness um, can lead to fornication. Um, I'm actually preaching on bitterness out of Hebrews on Sunday, which be, is always, I feel like that's one of those messages that probably needs to be spoken, you know, in church once a year at least probably. Um, I see, I see in, in the relationships that Samson had a lack of trust, a lack of trust in the relationships. It's really, a, it's really clear to me that, you know, the, the women he was involved in didn't seem to trust him. <laughs> the people that he was around didn't seem to trust him. Um, and uh, he was not... He was not someone that sought to build a real, to build, it seems like, a real selfless heart relationship with anybody. I mean, if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're just pursuing their own selfish interests all the time, can you, can you picture what that would do to, to trust, to the trust in that relationship? And trust in a relationship is huge. It's huge. Um, you know, and, and, and trust is, it's a tricky thing. I have to, I have to, uh, I have to, I have to work at trust more now. Seems like than I used to, and uh, I used to offer it more freely. And I, and, but it's, uh, it's like it's one of those things that needs to be earned, right? Um, and it seems like you know when you're, because people's default setting is selfishness, like with Samson, you know, kind of live in a in a society like that. It's hard to know who you can trust, right? And in a, in a church setting, we need, to, we need to be hopeful about, about trust. 
We need to be hopeful about the fact that God has put you know, a church family together, which is going to prove themselves to be trustworthy, not just pursuing self-interest, you know. Um, certainly in marriage relationships, that's huge. Just, uh, you know, to be, to, be, to be trustworthy, to be, you know, like when it, says, when it says for husbands to love your wives as Christ loves the church. That's a that's a pretty huge thing right there. That's a you know that's that's a selfless thing. That's um, Jesus. To, Jesus is totally trustworthy, isn't he? He's not going to abuse us or make demands of us um, in a in a harsh way, right? Um, and so I just I just was thinking about with Samson's approach to this first relationship, I think the seeds of disintegration are being sown here that aren't going to be conducive to healthy relationships. And, uh, and so it says, and then his father and his mother said to him, is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all the people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And so it seems like there might have been a pattern here, you know, that he was just he seemed to be attracted maybe to worldly girls, <coughs> um, the way they responded to him. When Samson said to his father, get her for me, for she pleases me well. And so he's basically saying, you know, Dad, I, you know, I'm really not looking for your input right now. I'm just telling you what I want, and, uh, you know, I'd like for you to, to make it easy for me to get her. And in that culture, you know, the parents would probably be a lot more involved uh, a lot of times than they are now and, and so on anyways. And so you can just see his attitude here. So he's an enigma, you know, because, I mean, here's a, a young man that was blessed, announced by an angel, more, you know, tons of potential. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. But yet he still had that self-will. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, to see these portraits and how that all ends up playing out in a life um, one way or another. So we'll continue. Um, we'll continue with that next week, all right? Lord, uh, just uh, 